Shalom and welcome to Daily Bread for Busy Moms, a daily podcast where we read you the entire Bible each year following the weekly Torah portions together with the rest of scriptures daily as well. Today we have Monday the 27th of March or the 5th of Nisan on the Hebrew calendar. It's Monday and our parasha this week is called Tzav, which means command. And I am Harriet. I will be your reader today. The scriptures from the Torah is Leviticus 6.19 through 7.10. If you have a Bible with the Hebrew verse counting, we'll start at verse 12. And before we start reading, let's bless the Lord and thank Him for giving us His word. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who gives the Torah of truth and the good news of salvation to his people Israel and to all peoples through his Son, Yeshua the Mashiach, our Master. Then the Lord spoke to Moshe, saying, This is the offering of Aharon and of his sons, which they shall offer to the Lord in the day when he is anointed, one-tenth of an ephah of fine flour for a grain offering, perpetually, half of it in the morning and half of it in the evening. It shall be made with oil in a griddle. When it is soaked, you shall bring it in. You shall offer the grain offering in baked pieces for a pleasant aroma to the Lord. The anointed Kohen that will be in his place from among his sons shall offer it. By a statute forever it shall be wholly burnt to the Lord. Every grain offering of a Kohen shall be wholly burnt, it shall not be eaten. Then the Lord spoke to Moshe, saying, Speak to Aaron and to his sons, saying, This is the Torah of the sin offering in the place where the burnt offering is killed. The sin offering shall be killed before the Lord. It is most holy. The Kohen who offers it for sin shall eat it. It shall be eaten in a holy place, in the court of the tent of meeting. Whatever shall touch its flesh shall be holy. When there is any of its blood sprinkled on a garment, you shall wash that, (coughs) excuse me, on which it was sprinkled in a holy place. But the earthen vessel in which it is boiled shall be broken, and if it is boiled in a bronze vessel, it shall be scored and rinsed in water. Every male among the Kohanim shall eat of it. It is most holy. No sin offering of which any of the blood is brought into the tent of meeting to make atonement in the holy place shall be eaten. It shall be burnt with fire. Now this is the Torah of the trespass offering. It is most holy. In the place where they kill the burnt offering, he shall kill the trespass offering, and its blood shall be sprinkled around on the altar. He shall offer all of its fat, the fat tail and the fat that covers the innards, and he shall take away the two kidneys, and the fat that is on them, which is by the loins, and the cover on the liver with the kidneys, 
and the Kohen shall burn them on the altar for an offering made by fire to the Lord. It is a trespass offering. Every male among the Kohanim may eat of it. It shall be eaten in a holy place. It is most holy. As is the sin offering, so is the trespass offering. There is one Torah for them. The Kohen who makes atonement with them shall have it. The Kohen who offers any man's burnt offering shall have for himself the skin of the burnt offering which he has offered. Every grain offering that is baked in the oven and all that is prepared in the pan and on the griddle shall belong to the Kohen who offers it. Every grain offering mixed with oil or dry belongs to all the sons of Aharon, one as well as another. That was Leviticus, or Vayikra, chapter 6, verse 19 through chapter 7 and verse 10. Now our portion from the prophets will today be Isaiah, or Yeshayahu, chapter 29. Woe to Ariel, Ariel, the city where David camped. Add year to year, let the feasts come around. Then I will distress Ariel, and there will be mourning and lamentation. And she shall be to me as an Ariel. I will encamp against you all around you, and will lay siege against you with posted troops, and I will raise siege works against you. You will be brought down and will speak out of the ground. Your speech will mumble out of the dust. Your voice will be as of one who has a familiar spirit out of the ground, and your speech will whisper out of the dust. But the multitude of your foes will be like fine dust, and the multitude of the ruthless ones like chaff that blows away, and... It will be in an instant, suddenly. She will be visited by the Lord's Va'ot with thunder, with earthquake, with great noise, with whirlwind and storm, and with the flame of devouring fire. The multitude of all the nations that fight against Ariel, even all who fight against her and her stronghold, and who distress her, will be like a dream, a vision of the night, It will be like when a hungry man dreams, and behold, he eats, but he awakes, and his hunger is not satisfied. Or like when a thirsty man dreams, and behold, he drinks, but he awakes, and behold, he is faint, and he is still thirsty. The multitude of all the nations that fight against Mount Zion will be like that. Stop and wonder, blind yourselves and be blind. They are drunken, but not with wine. They stagger, but not with strong drink. For the Lord has poured out on you a spirit of deep sleep, and has closed your eyes, the prophets, and he has covered your heads, the seers. All vision has become to you like the words of a book that is sealed, which men deliver to one who is educated, saying, Read this, please. And he says, I cannot, for it is sealed. And the book is delivered to one who is not educated, saying, Read this, please. And he says, I cannot read. 
Then the Lord said, Because these people draw near with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but they have removed their heart far from me, and their fear of me is a mitzvah taught by men. Therefore, behold, I will proceed to do a marvelous work among this people, even a marvelous work and a wonder, and the wisdom of their wise men will perish, and the understanding of their prudent men will be hidden. Woe to those who deeply hide their counsel from the Lord, and whose deeds are in the dark, and who say, Who sees us? And who knows us? You turn things upside down. Should the potter be thought to be like clay, that the thing made should say about him who made it, He did not make me. Or the thing formed, say to him who formed it, He has no understanding. Is it not yet a very little while, and Lebanon will be turned into a fruitful field, and a fruitful field will be regarded as a forest? In that day the deaf will hear the words of the book, and the eyes of the blind will see, out of obscurity and out of darkness. The humble also will increase their joy in the Lord, and the poor among men will rejoice in the Holy One of Israel. For the ruthless is brought to nothing, and a scoffer ceases, and all those who ate, I'm sorry, and all those who are alert to do evil are cut off, who cause a person to be indicted by a word, and lay a snare for the arbiter in the gate, and who deprive the innocent of justice with false testimony. Therefore, this is what the Lord, who redeemed Abraham, says concerning the house of Yaakov. Yaakov shall no longer be ashamed, neither shall his face grow pale. But when he sees his children, the work of my hands, in the middle of him, they will sanctify my name. Yes, they will sanctify the Holy One of Yaakov. They will stand in awe of the God of Israel. They also who err in spirit will come to understanding, and those who grumble will receive instruction. That was Isaiah, or Yeshayahu, chapter 29. Now we have come to our portion of the writings, which is now Proverbs, or Mishlei, and today, chapter 21. The king's heart is a stream of water in the hand of the Lord. He turns it wherever he desires. Every way of a man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the hearts. To do righteousness and justice is more acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice. A high look and a proud heart, the lamp of the wicked, is sin. The plans of the diligent surely lead to profit, and everyone who is hasty surely rushes to poverty. Getting treasures by a lying tongue is a fleeting vapor for those who seek death. The violence of the wicked will drive them away, because they refuse to do what is right. The way of the guilty is crooked, but the conduct of the innocent is upright. 
It is better to dwell in the corner of the housetop than to share a house with a contentious woman. The soul of the wicked desires evil. His neighbor finds no mercy in his eyes. When the mocker is punished, the simple gains wisdom. When the wise is instructed, he receives knowledge. The righteous one considers the house of the wicked and brings the wicked to ruin. Whoever stops his ears at the cry of the poor, he will also cry out, but shall not be heard. A gift in secret pacifies anger, and a bribe in the cloak strong wrath. It is joy to the righteous to do justice, but it is a destruction to the workers of iniquity. The man who wanders out of the way of understanding shall rest in the assembly of the departed spirits. He who loves pleasure will be a poor man. He who loves wine and oil will not be rich. The wicked is a ransom for the righteous, the treacherous for the upright. It is better to dwell in a desert land than with a contentious and angry woman. There is precious treasure and oil in the dwelling of the wise, but a foolish man swallows it up. He who follows after righteousness and kindness finds life, righteousness, and honor. A wise man scales the city of the mighty and brings down the strength of its confidence. Whoever guards his mouth and his tongue keeps his soul from troubles. The proud and arrogant man, Scoffer is his name, he works in the arrogance of pride. The desire of the sluggard kills him, for his hands refuse to labor. There are those who covet greedily all day long, but the righteous give and do not withhold. The sacrifice of the wicked is an abomination, how much more when he brings it with a wicked mind. A false witness will perish, but a man who listens speaks to eternity. A wicked man hardens his face, but as for the upright, he establishes his ways. There is no wisdom, nor understanding, nor counsel against the Lord. The horse is prepared for the day of battle, but victory is with the Lord. That was Proverbs chapter 21. And now for our final portion for today from the Apostles, and we will read from Acts chapter 20. Now after the uproar had ceased, Shaul sent for the disciples, took leave of them, and departed to go into Macedonia. Now when he had gone through those parts and had encouraged them with many words, he came into Greece. And when he had spent three months there, and a plot was made against him by Jews as he was about to set sail for Syria, he determined to return through Macedonia. And these accompanied him as far as Asia. Sopater or Berea, Aristarchus and Secundus, 
of Thessalonians, Gaius of Derby, Timothy, and Tychicus, and Trophimus of Asia. But these had gone ahead and were waiting for us at Troas, and we sailed away from Philippi after the days of Matza, and came to them at Troas in five days, where we stayed seven days. Now, on the first day of the week, when the disciples were gathered together to break bread, Shaul talked with them, intending to depart on the next day, and continued his speech until midnight. And there were many lights in the upper room where we were gathered together. And a certain young man, named Eutychus, sat in the window, weighed down with deep sleep. And as Paul, or Shaul, spoke still longer, being weighed down by his sleep, he fell down from the third floor and was taken up dead. But Shaul went down and fell upon him, and embracing him said, Do not be troubled, for his life is in him. And when he had gone up and had broken bread and eaten, and had talked with them a long while, even until break of day, he departed. And they brought the boy in alive and were greatly comforted. But we, going ahead in the ship, set sail for Assos, intending to take Shaul aboard there, for he had so arranged, intending himself to go by land. And when he met us at Assos, we took him aboard and came to Metilene. Sailing from there, we came the following day opposite Chios. The next day we touched at Samos and stayed at Trogephilum and the day after we came to Miletus. For Shaul had determined to sail past Ephesus, that he might not have to spend time in Asia, for he was hastening, if it was possible for him to be in Jerusalem on the day of Shavuot. From Italus he sent to Ephesus, and called for the elders of the assembly. And when they had come to him, he said to them, you yourselves know from the first day that I set foot in Asia how I was with you all the time, serving the Lord with all humility, with many tears, and with trials which happened to me by the plots of the Jews, how I did not shrink from declaring to you anything that was profitable, teaching you publicly and from house to house, testifying both to Jews and to Greeks, repentance toward God, and faith toward our Lord Yeshua. And now, behold, I go bound by the Ruach to Jerusalem, not knowing what will happen to me there, except that the Ruach HaKodesh testifies in every city, saying that bonds and afflictions wait for me. But none of those things move me. Not do I hold my life dear to myself, so that I may finish my course with joy, and the ministry which I received from the Lord Yeshua, to fully testify to the good news of the grace of God. And now behold, I know that you all, among whom I went about proclaiming the kingdom of God, will see my face no more. Therefore I testify to you today that I am clean from the blood of all men, for I did not shrink from declaring to you the whole counsel of God. Therefore, take heed to yourselves and to all the flock in which the Ruach HaKodesh placed you as overseers, 
to shepherd the assembly of the Lord and God, which he purchased with his own blood. For I know that after my departure, vicious wolves will enter in among you, not sparing the flock. Men will arise from among your own selves, speaking perverse things, to draw away the disciples after them. Therefore watch, remembering that for a period of three years I did not cease to admonish everyone night and day with tears. So now, brothers, I entrust you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build up and to give you the inheritance among all those who are sanctified. I coveted no one's silver, gold, or clothing. You yourselves know that these hands served my necessities and those who were with me. In all things I gave you an example, that so laboring you ought to help the weak and to remember the words of the Lord Yeshua that he himself said, It is more blessed to give than to receive. And when he had said these things, he knelt down and prayed with them all. And they were all wept freely and fell on Shaul's neck and kissed him, sorrowing most of all because of the word which he had spoken, that they should not see his face again. Then they accompanied him to the ship. That was Acts chapter 20. If you are reading through the apostolic writings twice this year, you would also today read Revelation chapter 14. This has been Harriet with Daily Bread for Busy Moms. I pray you have a blessed day. Thank you for listening. Shalom from Israel. Until next time.